Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or lost your 10th gratitude journal, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. A year ago this week, I launched the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. What had started out as a 30 days of self-love project turned into something much bigger than I had ever imagined. I am so proud to be almost at 100 episodes in my first year of this podcast and so excited that I've been able to share interviews with over 75 people with you on the podcast. It's such an exciting time for the podcasting space, and I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for every time you listen to an episode. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends, and thank you for your continued loyalty to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Over the next several weeks, I'll be launching many new podcast episodes with the goal of sharing the 100th episode with you on January 1st. 2021. Stay tuned because there's also going to be a fun giveaway to go with the 100th episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm so excited to share with you another great podcast interview with you, so please help me welcome our newest guest. Katie Romagnolo didn't realize that her challenging high school experiences were the source of her anxiety until she found herself in tears at a conference for high-performing realtors. That was a turning point in her story, and it led her to becoming a board-certified NLP Master Practitioner. Katie continues to work as a realtor and has also built a successful coaching business, specializing in conquering fear, breaking the cycle of self-sabotage, and releasing negative ancestral and generational patterns. I love how our conversation explores many different modalities of healing and how gratitude helps when we are in our toughest moments. I love this conversation because Katie and I met only a few moments before I started recording this podcast, and I love how easy our conversation is, how Katie is so open and authentic in sharing her experiences, and sharing a number of different modalities of healing that we might not be familiar with. So I encourage you to keep an open mind and listen to your heart, as you hear what Katie has to share with us. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Katie Romagnolo. Hi, Katie. Hi. I am super excited to have Katie on the podcast today. Katie is an experienced realtor. She is a mindset coach, along with being a board-certified NLP master practitioner, She's also a best-selling author of Home of the Soul, A True Tale of Mystic Encounters That Awakened My Spirit. And I also just found out that she is going to be launching her very own podcast very shortly. So Katie, I know there's a lot to cover here, but before we get into your story, I think it's important to share that we're here for a second time. (laughs) Yes. So yesterday, Katie and I met for the first time. We were connected through a mutual friend back in Ontario, and we recorded a podcast. It was an exceptional interview. Katie was amazing. I loved the whole thing. 
And I was putting it all together to launch and I hadn't listened to the audio yet. And I listened to the audio. And what happened was for the first time in over 90 episodes, my microphone, um, for some reason, my, I have like a proper podcast mic. It didn't pick up. The audio was picked up by the webcam. And I will tell you friends that webcam audio, it's not fixable. So I wanted you all to hear Katie's story um, for the first time for you. Yes, some of this I'd heard before. And I know that's a big thing about my podcast is I'm hearing people's stories sometimes for the very first time. But here's what I'll say. This opportunity to record again with Katie allows me to ask deeper and different questions that I might not have been able to in the first time. So Katie, I just want to give you the floor to share a little bit about your, you know, your little bit about your transformational story about, you know, becoming the realtor. And then how did you end up, you know, being this author and passionate about the moon cycles and all these really cool things. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, again, what a wonderful mention to begin with because we can't control things sometimes, right? So it is what it is and I'm grateful to see you again. So that's a wonderful start, right? Thank you for having me on. I, uh, you know, my story has shifted so much over the years and in 2017, I really found myself in the space where I was successful on paper as a real estate agent. I worked with a great team, but I hadn't told anybody that I was really facing this debilitating wall of anxiety on a daily basis. So I was vibrating inside, like in the worst possible way, but I didn't tell anyone. And I found myself at a real estate conference that I actually was forced to go to. Now you'd think it would be a natural place for me to be. I was, you know, again, on paper, successful, someone that was, you know, should have barely been there, but I felt so much anxiety about being in large groups of people talking to my peers. I didn't feel like I could network. I really had a lot of social anxiety at the time. Now, what I hadn't realized is there was a huge connection to how this was showing up in my life based on what my past experiences were. I uh, went to one of the worst rated high schools in Calgary, Alberta, and there was a lot of gang activity, drug activity, it was a really harsh setting back then. So what happened is as I'm sitting there in this room in 2017, and I, you know, was forced to go by the sense of, I used to be really good at avoiding things. I would come up with all of the reasons, right? Why I was too busy. I didn't have enough time, whatever it was. But in this particular scenario, fate kind of took hold of the situation and I really couldn't weasel my way out of it. So I'm sitting in this room forced to go, not wanting to be there, not talking to anybody, not taking advantage of this great opportunity really in front of me. And I decided to go to this breakout session where it was a smaller group and they were talking about mindset. Now, this was the first time within the real estate industry that I had heard anything to do with, Hey, like your emotions are a big part of how you succeed in life. And it started to kind of make sense. It was clicking for me, but I was feeling really emotional at the time and didn't really understand why. So in a couple of uh, later moments, I stepped out and spoke to one of the trainers that were there that day and said for the very first time out loud that I'm really struggling with anxiety. And I just remember the feeling that came with those words in that moment was a lot of shame. And it surprised me a bit too, because on the outside, I really had no reason to, you know, no reason in quotation marks to feel anxiety. I had a great life, great home, good husband, and it just wasn't working for me inside. 
So I had moved on from that moment on to becoming, you know, essentially throughout the number of years, a master practitioner with NLP and eventually becoming a mindset coach after resisting that for quite some time too. So I've had my own lessons along the way as things have evolved, but uh, it really started for me back in high school. And I remember coming back from a weekend where everybody had, you know, gone to the parties and things over the weekend. And I really tried to sort of stay off the radar as much as I could back then. But the story that was circling around and the rumors that were going on that Monday morning were about a friend who I had sort of lost touch with a bit because he had gotten into some not so great stuff, hung out with some people that were really associated with some gang activity, and he didn't make it back from the weekend. He was actually killed. And um, the rumor was that it was by a, a rival group or a rival gang that he had been speaking to one of the girlfriends of somebody that he apparently shouldn't have been. And they actually killed him for it. And the really disturbing thing about it all was not how heartbreaking the story was and you know that this actually happened to somebody that I knew, but there was no mental help. There was no support, right? There was no counselors. This was just something that had happened and was a fairly regular type of occurrence or trauma that happened within that school in that neighborhood. So it really, really stuck with me, this idea that you had to survive each day. And I didn't realize how much until later on. You know, Katie, when I hear you speak today and when you share your story and I hear this confidence in the way that you speak and carry yourself, it is almost so difficult to, you know, align those two people together. And what I think is so incredible is that there are many people who likely grew up in similar situations as you, but chose instead to say no all the time and never do the difficult work of admitting that, yeah, I'm really struggling here and I need some help. And I think what is super inspiring is that you have a very difficult beginning and you faced it and moved forward and kept going. And I, I really want to hear um, a little bit more, like, how did you end up kind of growing up in that situation? Um, I think you'd mentioned before to me when we were speaking um, that you moved around a lot. Maybe you didn't have the greatest situation at home. Cause I look at you now and I'm like, how is this amazing woman who seems to have everything together, you know, come from this really difficult background? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that because I really, it's taken me a lot to even receive, you know, that, that kind of love and appreciation from people. Cause I honestly created this really, really cold demeanor of who I was before to get past all of those hard things. And I had to kill that former for, uh, version of myself to be who I am today. I had to let her go and to say like, this is not the person that you want to be. And it's not the person that's going to show up to achieve the things that you ultimately want. So that setting back then, I didn't have a lot of support at home. We went through some pretty tough things. Um, just what was going on at home with, I had a really abusive father. He you know, didn't allow for us to really grow into the people that we were trying to be on our own. There was a lot of uh, religious kind of control within the household and you couldn't open up and say, hey, this is what's going on at school because which one was scarier going home to that setting 
to tell someone that I'm, I'm really fearful at school when you're already afraid to speak up and do anything right in that setting. So they went hand in hand and we did move around quite a bit. And I really contribute that to the reason why I became a real estate agent at, at such an early age. I had aspired to want to be a, a professional, but there was really no encouragement in that setting to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, go to post-secondary at all. So that was kind of my way of grabbing onto a future that I could feel proud of. It was something I could get into fairly easily, but with moving around so much as a little one, I, I sort of got this bug, right? Where it was my surroundings. And I, I would pretend, I remember even sitting in the church pews as a, you know, five and six year old and writing down what was floor plans and listings and just not even really knowing how to write, but I would pretend to scribble on the pages. Yeah. So, you know, your, your upbringing really influences where your mind goes to and what your options that you think are first mm -hmm. tend to happen from. And so how did you get out of this situation? Like, how did you go from, you know, living in Calgary in an abusive home to becoming a realtor in Ontario? I, yeah. <laughs> what happened with that? Well, I, I had moved on my own when I was about 16 years old and had really started out living with my sister and then on to different roommates. And I was sort of trying to figure out any way I could to get out of this surrounding. I was working as a delivery driver for a period of time and really just didn't plant my roots anywhere. And I actually, now this will sound a bit odd, but was very fortunate to get into a car accident when I was 16, where at the time, like, no, it was not a good scenario. Yeah, I was like, I had a lot of injuries. You're 16, so you haven't been driving for very long, right? No, and it was not my fault. Okay. <laughs> I, it was, I was actually the, the one that was not at fault in the case. But okay. what it did for me was I received a settlement okay. uh, a number of years later that allowed for me to all of a sudden, someone that would have never had means to go to university or college or move out of that setting all of a sudden I had this lump sum of money and I had the choice really at the time to say, okay, do I use it and do the treatment that I need for the physio and all the things that were happening physically, or all of a sudden my brain said, Hey, get out of here, like get out of here, use this money and do something with your life. So, and even in those moments, my, my family, some members of my family actually tried to forbid me from leaving. And it was quite this odd chaotic time where I had to really make decisions for myself that I had no real level of ability to do that. I never really learned how to take care of myself in a really emotionally supportive way. It was just trial and error and survival, right? So I moved to Toronto where I got an apartment, didn't have a job, didn't have a plan, went to fashion design school at a private college that was so expensive and just made all the wrong choices, right? Like with money, I just did everything that I could to get away, but it was the greatest uh, blessing that ever happened for me, making that choice to really take that risk for myself and get out of there. I'm curious today. So this was a number of years ago, of course, you're in a very different place. You have a career, you have a successful business. Do you still have a relationship with your family? Mm, it's a very interesting question. And there's a lot of healing that have happened with many of my family members. And for some that has meant we have a beautiful relationship now to 
where it's needed to go to and shift in the forgiveness that's happened there. And for my father though, you know, that forgiveness has happened, that shift has happened, that open communication, but I'm at a point where I can't have the physical relationship within my life. There's still too much of the cycle of old patterns. And, you know, my mom once said it to me amazingly well, where, you know, you can choose to have certain people in your life. It's totally your choice. It can't be anybody else's, but know that it will be your choice to get hurt again. Oh, those are very wise words. And I think one thing that you mentioned too, about having the forgiveness, because forgiveness is not, it's not really about the other person. It's about ourselves. And, you know, speaking from someone who has a very, a strange relationship with her father, I can feel how that, you know, would be maybe the right decision to not get back into patterns of unhealthy relationship with our parents. And it takes, it also takes a lot of courage. And like you said, your ability to manage your emotions on your own and, you know, to be able to be emotionally intelligent, basically to be able to say, we can have this separate relationship. Yeah. I wanted to ask, so you then, you are still a realtor, right? It's still your passion? Yes. Absolutely. And you're doing the mindset coaching thing. So how did you kind of get involved with doing both at the same time? Because I feel like being a realtor is already a lot on your plate. (laughs) How did the coaching thing come about? Yeah. Well, I like to say that I fell into this work, this coaching work by accident And you'll remember that a few moments ago, I said, I really kind of rejected it or resisted it for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So I originally in that statement and saying to that trainer at that conference that, Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling with anxiety. The option presented to then do a one-on-one session. And it was called the quantum change process session, where it was a really deep dive three and a half hours into all of the layers that I was avoiding, right? All of the pain, all of that unconscious, that um, cellular memory, right? The trauma that we hold within our body that we don't realize is there. So going through that session, I had learned so many things about myself and how I was viewing my life and where all of the fear came from that was showing up in patterns over and over again. And allowed for me to really grab onto number one, the first breadcrumb. So the first thing in my life that was leading to something else and moving through there, I realized, Hey, I I still have quite a bit of work to do. Even though I've gained some serious awareness on these layers and this old trauma, I need a little bit more because it's been so pent up for so long. And I ended up working through my trainings for the NLP master practitioner really for myself, for no other reason. Mm -hmm. And I would constantly say, no, no, no. Like I I don't work with clients. I did this for me as you'd get people say like, what do you do for a living? Or, you know, what, what are you working on? Or I've noticed so much going on with you and you're so different. Like, what are you doing? And I kept saying, no, no, I, I did this work for me. I don't work with clients. And I had the most fortunate thing happen from a very dear friend of mine, a couple of months in after I was done all of my certifications. And she kind of grabbed me and said like, what are you doing? Why are you saying no? And this sort of shaking of my shoulders, right? What are you doing? And I had a lot of fear in working with other people because I really had told myself this story for so long that you can't do anything right. You know, that old lie, that old story that was running from my past well, do this for you and not for anybody else, because you don't want to mess with anybody else when you got to figure yourself out first. Right. And fair enough. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. 
And it really started to snowball from there. So the moment I said, what am I doing? Yes, I should be working with clients because there are more people like me that uh, really feel that need for expressing that they're having anxiety. And it shifted first into real estate clients. So I've been fortunate to do some trainings at the uh, Calgary Real Estate Board. I've been at some major conferences for real estate agents talking about stress and anxiety. The two really started to commingle together, and I've been able to allow both passions to flourish simultaneously so far at this point. Friends, we'll be right back to the podcast after a short word from our sponsor. Friends, I don't know about you, but this time of year, one of my priorities is staying healthy. As we go into the long and dark winter months, it becomes harder and harder to do all the things that we would normally do to keep our immune system healthy, like getting outside, enjoying the sunshine. You know, I live on Vancouver Island. There's a lot of rain and gray days. And, you know, if you know me, I love to go out to the beach and catch the sunrise or sunset. But my goodness, when there's only about eight hours of daylight, it definitely makes it hard to stay healthy. So I wanted to share with you one of my secrets for staying healthy and keeping my immune system in check. And that is that for the past 16 years, I've been trusting my own health and my family's health to the nutritional supplements that are provided by USANA Health Sciences. I've been partnered with them for the past 16 years, and what I want to share with you is just a foundation um, of nutritional supplements to help you to stay healthy this winter season. So what I've put together is a very simple combination of foundational products for our healthy immune system and to keep ourselves happy and renewing well during these dark, dark, long winter days. So what I'd like you to do is check out this link. It's a bit.ly link. So it's bit.ly forward slash healthy pandemic life. Very simple bit.ly slash healthy pandemic life. That's all lowercase because bit.ly is our case sensitive. And all I've done is shared with you some of my favorite USANA products. So I've shared our vitamin D product. I've shared our poly C, which is a vitamin C product and pro glucamine, which is a mouthful to say, but the long and the short of it is that it's a beautiful mushroom powder product with beta glucans and zinc to help prime your immune system all year round. These are products I take every single day. I have for over a decade and I wouldn't miss a day. So check that out. Healthy Pandemic Life. It's a bit.ly link and I'll be happy to take care of all your nutritional needs through USANA Health Sciences. And I love it too that, you know, so many more doors have been opening as you lean into something that you're really good at and you're meant to do. It's it's so interesting how you went on this journey for yourself, for your own healing, and it's led you to be able to help others. And I do, you know, you don't always have to be the number one athlete to become a coach, but I think when we're talking about emotional healing and overcoming fear, it does help if we have, if we come from a place of having personally experienced it and then use specific strategies and coaching methods to get to the other side. I think that makes for a very powerful experience when we're working with a coach. So I love that about your story that, you know, you started for you, but now you're really being of service to others. 
Um, I think you said at one point too, like, well, we were talking about like childhood and you were talking about when you were like five or six years old, you know, that trauma that we hold in ourselves. I remember reading that when you're under the age of six, your body just doesn't know what to do with any traumatic experiences. It just gets into our tissues. And unless we do the work, it, it just never goes away. And I, I really think that what you've said about how you kept saying no, no, no. And then you finally said, yes, it kind of leads to this point where I'm thinking about all these mystical things that happened in your life. So why do you think it was that you finally, you know, said yes to that conference or said yes to the coaching? Was there like a personal shift? Yeah, there was really this divine plan that was so interconnected. I couldn't see it when I was in the weeds, right? When I'm there in the pain and the trauma, you can't see what's in front of you and what's next until you look back. And that's where I was able to pick up on, you know, these breadcrumbs that I often talk about with clients where we're able to look back over our history and to see, I see where that led to that, which then led to that. And there was some pain in the middle there for quite some time. But if I hadn't have done that, then I wouldn't be here. And the same is true for me. And I'm just at a point where I couldn't have seen it happen any other way. I wouldn't be me. I wouldn't be able to have the compassion and the strength to work in some of the hard cases I do with clients without that back history to happen. Now, I guess leading into writing home of the soul is, is really where all of the, the mystical things that have happened in my life sort of come to a head. And I hadn't ever anticipated being an author. <laughs> it was one of those things, again, that was not on my bucket list of, of things to do. It was just something that tended to drop in my path through synchronicity. And I had started writing. I had the opportunity to meet with a publisher in 2019. So this was December, one year ago, where I didn't have a book at the time. I had this idea of what was happening within my life and to write the true story of hitting rock bottom and what happened through the years of thinking I was going quite honestly crazy with what was happening. And I'm talking about this during this interview with this publisher and all of a sudden I'm writing the book and I've got a contract. And three months later, there's a, a full-blown best-selling book that emerged out of this heartache that happened where I talk about repressed memories and uh, past lives where things have healed within my life and really digging into some very interesting things like past lives. I love that you're bringing up uh, these other modalities of healing, because I think one thing I admire about you, Katie, is that you are open-minded. Mm. You allow things that might scare others to, you're like, I'll, yeah, I'll, you know, give it a go. I'll see what happens. Often when we hear about these things, we hear about past life regression, we hear about healing, you know, from a cellular level and, and healing trauma, it, it can be frightening for others, but you'd have this ability to just, I think, just go for it anyway. And is it, do you think it's because it kind of, of the harder upbringing that you had, or what is it that makes you able to like, go for it anyways? Well, let me tell you, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I absolutely was not that open-minded person before, you know, <laughs> five years ago, even I was terrified. If you would have said the word past lives to me, I would have said, get away from me, like, get, do, do not, you okay. don't know what you're talking about. I was so close-minded and to the point where it really wasn't because I wasn't willing to look at new information. It was fear. 
I was a hundred percent afraid to do the wrong thing. So it's taken me some work to get to where I am. That old lie I mentioned, right. That pops up that says, Hey, Katie, you can't do anything right. That person that said that to you in your past, well, you've proved it here. Here's where it's going to show up again. If you look into how maybe past life regression can help you with what's showing up in your life, that's going to be the wrong choice because you can't do anything right. And we can loop ourselves into that in any scenario, our old trauma can really resurface. So breaking down that barrier, barrier of being fearful to do the wrong thing was how I've been able to get to the open-minded person I am today. And it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't just a, you know, snap of the fingers. It, it took some work. And that is the truth is that healing from trauma and moving forward, it's not easy work to do, but it's, it's necessary work. You know, I struggle with this too. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I can, I'm, I know that I'm in it and it's not comfortable and I'm not enjoying this moment. And yet I'm able to say, I am however grateful for the experience because I know that on the other side of it is where growth exists and where we find growth. And to me, you know, without growth, well, we're either growing or we're dying. And so I want to choose to grow, even though it's so uncomfortable sometimes, and I don't necessarily enjoy it, but um, you know, like you, it took me a long time to kind of be open to something like past life regression. I was curious about it, but I didn't really, I didn't really see the value or the reason why I personally would need to do it. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so much trauma to deal with. Right. But, um, I just finished, um, a four week, uh, course as an introduction to past life regressions and the different ways that you can use it for healing, um, with Paula Johnson, who was a guest on the podcast, many months ago. So what's interesting, if you're a podcast listener and you're newer to the podcast, you're probably hearing this for the first time, but some of you might be hearing this for the second or third time. And I, I invite you to listen to that little voice. I invite you to, you know, do what Katie does, which is she listens. And then you kind of, I mean, you're pretty good at following your intuition. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of how your intuition led you to start learning about the moon and how the moon cycles affect us. Yeah. Well, intuition really is that, that big thing for me. I used to be this really logical person that made plans. And until all of those plans didn't work out after I did everything I was supposed to, that's when I, I started to shake it up to say, there's something that this is leading you to. And as I started to dive into sessions with my own clients and becoming a, a quantum change process practitioner after the phenomenal work that happened for me, I started to realize that things were happening within my sessions that were not quite the same as other practitioners. It started with these little words and, and things that would pop into my head as a client was talking. And I thought at first, okay, focus, Katie, like you're in a session here. Don't let your mind wander. But then once I started to really listen to myself and trust, like, Hey, maybe I'm thinking these thoughts for a reason. I don't know why, but I'm just going to say them out loud. And there started to be this huge connection to information that I all of a sudden had that I had no reason to have, honestly, downloads from, you know, wherever you want to call it, God or the divine or, or whatever you believe in, I don't know, but it was information that was important for the client. And in these sessions, people started to receive knowledge that they needed to have that either connected them with loved ones that were past or sometimes just impactful links to something that they hadn't realized was there. So as this started to happen, I started to trust myself more and more and started to really get these amazing, amazing signs that came through in just 
right out there synchronicities that you just couldn't make up miracle moments. And I had this catalog that I was sort of creating for this while where it was like, you need proof that these things have happened. Cause you're going to forget that you did any of this. And I started writing them down. So what I learned was every time I followed my gut or my intuition, and I asked to receive a confirmation that, Hey, you know, this actually was the right thing. I actually did do something here that was worthwhile. I would get some sort of sign. And when that happened, I would trust that the next time it shows up, that's the path I need to take. So slowly and slowly, I started to get this course correction to my life where all of a sudden I was really, really drawn to leading meditations in circle and the magic of the moon and how the gravitational pull in a scientific sense Mm -hmm. affects our bodies, right? The emotional pull is there and valid. So it was all through intuition. And it's been one of the biggest joys that I, I get to be involved in is, is my moon magic meditations and the retreat center we have running now. It's, I love that you mentioned the moon and there is a scientific thing. So for me, I have been aware of the moon, but more so much more now that a, I'm a photographer and B, I live by the ocean because when you have a full moon, depending on the time of year, you get King tides and King tides are when the tide is like really, really, really high. Like I have an app that I call tides near me where I actually will check my, the tides because for photography, where I'm going to go for sunrise or even for moonrise or sunset, it depends on the tide because some places are inaccessible and at King tides during a full moon, that literal gravitational pull of the moon that makes the tide even higher. You can't even access the beach in some places. So I have like seen with my own eyes, the power of the, the physical pull of the moon, but I've also felt it within my own body. And there are times in the month in the moon cycle where Um, I know that I'm going to be behaving in different ways and triggered in different ways that I wouldn't in other times. And there's times in the cycle where I'm more creative and more, you know, excited to work on new projects versus other times where I want to like hibernate and stuff. So, um, I'm excited to hear. So tell us a little bit about, cause I think your new podcast is going to be discussing this as well, right? Yeah. And you've said it so beautifully, that pull and that difference that you notice happening. So this is what the podcast is for. Moon Magic Podcast is to be able to guide you through all of those shifts and cycles that the moon happens through. So every single month, about seven days apart, we have a different cycle that the moon shifts into. And there are very specific energies that happen, gravitational pulls, magnetisms that affect us, that allow for certain things to either be harnessed or to be released. Mm. So think about the confusion that can happen, right? If you are trying to harness or create something new during a releasing phase, it's going to be chaos. And I've seen it happen. And this is that full moon energy when there's a lot of release that needs to happen. So the guidance in helping people through where are the emotional highs and flow uh, highs and lows that are happening with that cycle naturally, but how to more so tap into making it work for you. Oh, I'm excited. So we'll make sure everyone knows what's happening with your podcast and that'll be in the show notes. Now, most importantly, my friend, I want to talk a little bit about some of your personal gratitude practices. I know that that's an important part of, you know, who you are and how you live. And I'd love for you to share what that looks like for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's so many ways to express gratitude. And I love a lot of your guests on here, how they've really shown there's different ways of even tweaking the same sort of lists and things that we do each day. But for me, I really like to take it a step deeper in looking back at those breadcrumbs I mentioned. So when we're in these moments of really, really hard times and we eventually move through them, right? Change does happen in one way or another. If you look back, you can see that there's different things that have happened that you're no longer in anymore. And I call those breadcrumbs. So you look at that moment and you say, what was it about that? No matter how hard it was that actually led me to something that was really good or meaningful or that I needed in my life or connected me to some person that I never would have met had I not gone through that. And then looking at that and saying, I am so grateful that that happened. Look what I got out of that, that I wouldn't have if it hadn't happened. And that's where my gratitude has shifted. I think at this point in my life, I'm sure it will shift again because it will always be there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In different forms. And that's, what's really incredible about the ways that we practice gratitude and the way that we continue to learn different ways to express ourselves in gratitude and to look at life through a different lens and looking back, you know, it's, it's like, I often say, I don't look back, like, for example, you know, this brand wake up with gratitude, this whole thing was born out of the fact that I had a near death experience. And it's not that I was grateful for what I went through because it was awful. I was, you know, very, very, very sick. However, I can look back and say, you know, that was a part of my experience and out of it came this incredible this incredible work around gratitude, really in this appreciation for life that I didn't have otherwise. I kind of feel like you in some ways where, you know, I look at all the difficult experiences that I've been through and I wouldn't change it. I don't live in a place of regret because I'm reminded that every experience is part of the growth and part of the learning and part of the human experience. Right. So yeah, if we're not experiencing, if we're not feeling like are we really being human? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what is, what is your, my purpose, right? The number one question people seem to have is what is my purpose? But a lot of that is to be able to learn what you've gone through, why it was there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that happens when you're actually able to sit in, in that pain for a moment, instead of avoiding it. Avoidance is the number one way to not find your purpose in life. <laughs> if that's all you get out of this. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. And I think you are absolutely correct. So Katie, you have shared with us so many wonderful things, so many beautiful projects that you're working on, your coaching practice. What is the best way for us to get in touch with you? Where do we find you? Yeah, I love social media. So Facebook, Katie Mindset Coach is my business page there. And uh, Google me, I'm everywhere. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure that all the links, of course, are in the podcast notes. And uh, we'll be on the lookout for your podcast launching shortly, depending on when you're listening to this episode, her podcast might already be out. Tell us the name of the podcast again. It's the moon magic podcast and uh, yeah, early mid December. We're mid December now. So hopefully yeah. in the next couple hopefully of days. Very, very soon. So <laughs> thank you again, Katie. I have really enjoyed it. And I just want to say an extra special thank you for doing this interview twice because um, it, I'm so glad we did. We talked about things we hadn't the first time and explored different areas. And really, I'm excited that people are going to hear about things that they might not have heard of before. And 
maybe they'll lean a little bit into, you know, checking out the full moon next time, or maybe they'll Google past life regression and find out what that means after listening to the podcast. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for sticking around to the end of the podcast. I have a little surprise for you. Did you hear me at the beginning of the podcast when I mentioned there's going to be a giveaway? Well, guess what? You can enter right now. It's really simple. All you have to do is visit wakeupwithgratitudepodcast.com and click on enter the giveaway to enter right now before the 100th episode even drops. I'll be giving away a number of items from my Wake Up With Gratitude shop, including my book, some cards, and a beautiful journal, as well as some special one-on-one time for us together to talk about whatever it is that you choose to. Maybe you're looking to start a podcast, you've got some business advice you're looking for, or maybe you just want to chat. Whatever it is, that time will be for us. So go to wakeupwithgratitudepodcast.com to enter today.